Welcome to the Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts. We are your international headquarters for resources and ideas and insight in relation to the nine elements of holistic wellness. Join us as we interview local and international wellness experts and learn how you can implement and improve one element or dimension of wellness at a time. Our experts will share their practical tips on wellness in one of these core areas. Emotional, intellectual, occupational, physical, environmental, financial, spiritual, social, or habitual. We created our family of podcasts as a resource for anyone who is looking to integrate the nine elements of holistic wellness into their daily lives. Welcome to the show. All right, everyone, we're going to have a fun conversation today. I'm with uh, one of my fellow interesting people, um, Justin Breen. So Justin, first of all, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and then let's talk about your books and whatever hell else the universe says we need to talk about. Oh, it's great to meet uh, another uh, IQ bridge, uh, likely minor Asperger's uh, visionary wackadoo. Um, so I either spend time with my family, um, stabilizing human pediatrician wife, who is COO of uh, Invite Only Connectivity Platform, that's second company, and then our two um, children who are nine and 10, they're both nine quick start visionaries, or uh, connecting top visionaries on planet to serve humanity. So I just spend time with my family and talk to top entrepreneurs on planet and then connect them and then created two companies that are extension of that purpose. Awesome. And before we started recording, we had some fun conversations. So um, now tell me about Colby, because I I think Mm -hmm. I understand Colby, but for my listeners, Mm -hmm. um, you've asked me many times and and I'm going to go retake my Colby. Um, I think I'll I'll prioritize it today. But tell me why Colby is so important to you. What does it tell you about a human? Okay. Well, one, I don't, I don't talk to humans, but uh, <laughs> people like us are usually aliens within our own family community and verticals. The only people that understand us are top entrepreneurs on planet. Um, I'd venture to say our firm's partner with maybe one out of a thousand uh, humans, maybe one out of a thousand. Um, but if there's eight, if there are 8 billion people, one out of a thousand is 8 million. So uh, there's 8 million of us's out there. Um, they're hard to find at first, but then one becomes two, two becomes four, and then aliens want to hang out with other aliens. Um, and then they, it just self-multiplies because they just introduce other aliens. I'm, I'm guessing you've seen that with how your brain works and how you connect people. Um, okay, so the easiest way to uh, to spot a visionary, because I, I only talk to visionaries, um, uh, for me is seeing their Colby score, K O L B E, uh, a index, uh, Colby.com. It, uh, I'm not affiliated with Colby or anything like that. I, you know, um, it takes 20 minutes, $55 us. So 3 million Canadian, that was a joke. <laughs> and, um, and, um, so it measures how your brain takes action. Uh, it's not your personality. I don't care what your personality is. That's meaningless to me. Um, and the overwhelming majority of visionaries, aliens that I talk to, there are some exceptions, but the overwhelming majority are high quick start and little to no follow through. So that's ADD, diagnosed or undiagnosed. It's not a disorder. It's a sign of genius mislabeled by humans because people like us aren't, aren't human. So they just mislabel it as a disorder. It's not a disorder. It's sign of genius. 
And then I'm the very, 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 very rare visionary that has high quick start, boom, 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 and high follow through. Hit the gas, pump the brakes, hit the gas, pump the brakes, hit the gas, say it, do it, say it. So it doesn't get forgotten. It doesn't get handed off to 300 people. It just gets executed. And then most humans, not all certainly, or small business owners or consultants, most of them are low quick start, low quick start, and then high follow through. So they're playing, they're playing not to lose. They're overthinkers, um, things like that. And then a visionary just execute, 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 execute. So that to me is the easiest way to see who a, a visionary is. Um, uh, from strategic standpoint, so uh, I was a journalist for 20 years, 20 years. So you don't get into that for revenue, employee count, office space, that stuff's all foreign. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur for a little over six years. I do nothing outbound, nothing, nothing. Just connect people like us to people like us. In six years as an entrepreneur with zero business background, zero, uh, I have a global PR firm that only partners with visionaries. Uh, we've partnered with one, or I'm sorry, two people, only two uh, CEOs or whatever that are under a seven quick start, that are under a seven, um, 10 is the highest. And then with second company, which is essentially LinkedIn without the BS, high price point invite only connectivity platform for visionaries where we have folks from around the world. There's only one under a seven quick start in that room, only one. So that again, to me is uh, the easiest way to spot a visionary. I love that. And I think um, one of the things that we'll probably end up talking about is the propensity, you know, you, you've talked about um, dyslexia, ADHD, yeah. Yeah. autism, and yeah. the, you know, a friend of mine uses the term neurospicy, and uh, I kind of hmm. like that one. Yeah. That that one landed one. with me, and I said, I'm going to keep that, because that like one it. feels like a fit. It's like um, a spice rack of, uh, of um, yeah, so there's only four spices on that rack, um, and then I'm guessing how your brain works, too. Um, because we're almost IQ twins. And then uh, you said you probably have Asperger's and my wife, who is a doctor, uh, has diagnosed me or par uh, uh, unofficially diagnosed me with minor Asperger's. So most of my days talking to ADD folks that are blah, 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 they're just all over the place. And then my brain simplifies everything into patterns, everything, everything is a pattern, everything's an answer. So there are only four spices, only four types of visionaries, only four. So one is ADD, diagnosed or undiagnosed. Again, it's not a disorder. Two, minor Asperger's, um, hyper-focused, uh, lower in empathy, um, very direct, lack of social cues, but visionaries like that because they're also lacking in social cues. Um, three is dyslexic. 30% of high-performing visionary entrepreneurs are dyslexic. You can't learn to read, write one way. So you just learn another way of learning. You just learn. So that yeah. entrepreneurship. And then four is exceptionally high IQ and or EQ. Um, uh, genius IQ is 140 and above. Uh, that's less than 1% uh, of the population. Almost everyone uh, I talk to is at least 140. Uh, you and I are both exceptions. Uh, my wife and I are, are 139. So we're literally bridges between genius and human, which you also are. I think yeah. you mind me telling people what you're. No, no. I, go ahead. Okay. So 138. So that's a bridge between genius and human. When you get a little bit over 140, uh, the lack of human understanding really starts to go down. 
when you're over 160, I've met one person over 160 that has like an actual family. They're like cyborgs. Um, and then 150s are really good at building like systems and funnels and that kind of stuff, but they have a real hard time building a family unit or that type of system funnel. They just, um, and then over 170, I know a couple over 170, they, they can't really even function in human society. They're just completely floating around. So our IQs, I, I think it's like a perfect IQ because you can kind of understand humans, like kind of. And then you can simplify a visionary or make that connection. Um, and then again, my the purpose of my life is connecting visionaries to serve humanity. So I just connect people like us and then they help everyone else. Well, and, and I personally believe that entrepreneurs are going to solve the problems of the world. Because 100%. We, we're curious. We ask questions. And, yep. you know, my favorite yep. question is not, it's either why or why not, depending on the day. And, you know, people mm. say, oh, you can't do that. And I Those say, are why humans. Not? No, no, no. Those are, no, no, no. So, so I always, um, so um, our sons are 10 and nine going back to Colby. They're both nine quick start visionaries. They're pure, they're pure visionaries. Um, and then my wife is an eight, seven, four, two. So four quick start, lower follow through. I'm sorry, lower quick start four, and then seven follow through, and then an eight fact finder. So stabilizing human, and she's the perfect COO. She never stops. She would have never started a company, but she's per a perfect secondary role. Uh, she's harmony one in strength finders. So she's like harmony relator. And then she's achiever three. I'm activator maximizer achiever. So just we're both achiever three, but she just does it with like sunshine and rainbows and whatever whatever that is. But when you understand these patterns I found, and then you create your own patterns, then, then all this other stuff takes care of itself. So go back, going back to what you said, like when, Oh, someone says you can't do that. Um, I'm very low in ideation. Like uh, most people I talk to are top five in that in strength finders, I'm 32 out of 34. But if I have a great idea, maybe one a year, if I have a really good one, I, I know it is. But then I, I go out and test it and I ask a human, I go, what do you think about this? And then if they laugh and say it's not going to work, then I know it's a great idea. <laughs> that's how I do it. So like that's neither good or bad. But like, oh, oh, like starting first company. I was a journalist for 20 years. Journalist for 20 years created an entire first company based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. So saw a problem, created solution, problem solved, successful global company. And then I would tell all these PR firm folks, I'm like, hey, this is literally what my company does. And then they're like, that's never going to work. I go, okay, thank you. Or like uh, second book, Epic Life. How to build collaborative global companies while putting your loved ones first. Oh, that. how can you do that? Okay, well, wife is now COO of second company. See my family as much as I want to. Make as much money as I want. Like, it's so, oh, that's never going to work. Build a high price point invite-only connectivity platform only for visionaries. Business owners are like, that, that's not going to work. Humans are like, that's not, okay. Well, now we're scaling across the world and we're about to knock on wood. It's coming out in a month or two. We're going to be named one of the top five masterminds in the in the world by a major travel magazine. So I'm grateful for all this stuff. But it's when you see the pre when you see the same pattern, um, then you know the answer. Then you just okay. Here's the answer. Here's the pattern. And then you just keep doubling down on that same pattern, same answer. 
I love that. And I think that's um, <laughs> right. I, a I human see... wouldn't. <laughs> exactly. I love that. I Perfect. see patterns and people tell me I'm crazy. And I'm like, but it's right there. How do you not see it? There's and the answer. Well, there's know. two, there's two, there are two reasons why. Because everything's a pattern answer. One, they're, they're not, they don't have one of those four things, the ADD, you know, the, the, and then the, especially the IQ, because IQ is really just pattern recognition. That's really what it is. And again, having an IQ, um, a high IQ and high EQ, those can be great. They can also be horrible. Um, the most miserable people I know, um, uh, they have all this stuff. They have all this stuff, but they don't really have anything. They have all this money, all this material things, and they have nothing, nothing meaningful um, because their IQ like almost prevents them from building anything human. So they can build these, these systems and these scaling things or these massive companies, but they can't, they can't build their heart. It's very, um, that's why I like being like a 139 and then endlessly grateful for, for marrying my wife. Cause she taught me like how to say thank you. And like, the first thing I do every day is a grateful journal to her. And like, she's created a family for us. And like, we have three doodles in our house. So it's like, it's a nice mixture of, of both worlds for sure, which I'm sure you can relate to. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, for what it's worth, my, my 10 year old, I haven't tested him, mm -hmm. um, but he is, I, I'm going to say scary smart, you know, he's yeah, kind of, course. one of those, these days he's going to do great things, you know, right. Either he's going to build the universe and make it or, perfect, or he's going to burn it down. And, or he's going to uh, be in prison. Right. Yeah. So yeah. the, um, okay. So he might, so there's a, a, a 10 quick start, a 10, um, is one out of 200 humans in my world. It's like one out of eight or nine. Um, like, honestly, you could go your whole life without seeing a 10 quick start or not even realize it. So like, a 10 quick start has no breaks. So like um, um, a 10 quick start can either be someone like Dan Sullivan. I'm very grateful to be in strategic coach. He co-founded that. It's one of the top, if not top entrepreneur groups in the world. I'm very confident saying that. So it can be someone yep. like him. He's a two, two, 10, four, or a pure sociopath. There's no, um, <laughs> and then a nine, a nine has, I mean, very little breaks, but most of the people I talk to are are nine quick starts. And then again, our sons who are 10 and nine are both nine quick starts. So to dovetail what you just said, because talk is meaningless without an answer, our 10 year old, his fastest 5k, uh, five kilometer race is 20 minutes, 38 seconds. Most adults could never even think about doing that. He's a yeah. pure maniac. He'll, he's unemployable. Like he can't like, he'll probably, um, and he's 10. He's 10. Yeah, he's 10. So he'll prop because he and then he has my wife's pediatrician brain kindness, um, but pure achiever, like a pure like everything's a competition, which is great because I get that. And um, so that's our 10 year old. And then our nine year old, um, he's a he's a pure genius. He's he's definitely in the in the high 140s, low 150 IQ for sure. But then he has my wife's empathy and harmony. And he said the single smartest thing that I've ever heard anyone say when he was eight, because we were talking about IQ and bending time, which I'm guessing you talk about similar things with your 10-year-old or 
maybe not those exactly, but something like that. So the blur, yep. We have yeah, some right. odd odd car conversations according to society, but yeah. Right. Yeah. So again, a human considers it odd. To me, it's you know, <laughs> makes sense. And then um, so at the time, Chase, our eight-year-old, said, because uh, we were talking about bending time. So he considers life one long great day. So yesterday's before you're born and tomorrow's after you die. So there's no like, uh, what's today? Wednesday? There's no, when, when we're recording this, there's no Wednesday or September or. Yeah. It's like, that's just a human. Okay. So, and then he said, cause he's a simplifier like me. I'm guessing you're a simplifier. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. So uh, only two ways to have a great day. Only two less is more. So one, create more living things. Fundamental purpose of any living thing is to create more living things. So that could be, human life, planting a tree, create a company, like something alive. And then two, do what you like to do and what you're good at and just keep getting better at it. So I'm like, well, that's, that's it. That's, he just summed up what I think life truly is. And all I do is talk to the smartest people on planet, but that was smarter than anything anyone else has ever said. I love that. I mean, and, and so simple. Yeah. Simple. And I think that's, you know, the, I, I was commenting, uh, again, we have very weird conversations, but, you know, I was telling my kids, we have more psychiatrists, we have more psychologists, we have mm -hmm. more mental health professionals mm -hmm. than ever in the history of humanity. Yeah. And yet we seem to be more stressed, more depressed, more, yeah. you know, so, um, yeah, we, ha we have some very strange conversations mm. and, and, um, my boys and I, we've learned what are us conversations and what they can have with their classmates at school. And hmm. oh, know, oh my God, that's incredible. There are two things from what you just said that were really powerful. One, because our kids go to a, a human school, which is great. They have friends and that's great. So my wife says three words to me before parent teacher conferences, only three. One, uh, she says, don't say anything. So I just sit there and smile. Oh, your kid's kind of wild, raising his hand all the time, rambunctious, impulsive. Okay, and then I'll just sit there. Uh, hey, your kid's doing things a different way uh, than the other kids with math. Okay, and then, okay, so that's one. And then I was talking to my wife's sister-in-law. So I guess that would be my sister-in-law too, I think. I think yeah. It's, yeah, okay. So my sister-in-law, but she's not really my okay. So um uh her child who's 10 and he's very high IQ, but he doesn't talk to people like us. He has two human parents. So I asked him uh what he thought the meaning of life was. Like that's the first question I asked him because I knew he was high IQ. And uh he goes, Let me think about that for a second. I'm like, okay. And then a couple sure. minutes later, I go, Okay, did you come up with an answer? And he goes, you know what? I think we're all just chess pieces. Each one of us are chess pieces in a game that never ends. I'm like, oh, good. And so I'm like, but he'll never, no one else will ever ask him that. Like, you know, yeah. unless he, you know, goes to philosophy or he's in college. But that's, that's the value of like being in this world all the time is like, you can have your conversations with, with your own kids. And then if you spot a kid who's like that, then you can talk to them too. Um, Because otherwise, they're never going to get like they'll learn they're smart, but they're not going to have that type of conversation. Yeah, well, and and for what it's worth, I went to school in a small town in a rural community. Oh, God. I'm sorry. And 
I, I was next to um <clears throat> I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but he was not the sharpest tool in the shed. Um he actually um gave himself um fecal poisoning and he died when in his twenties. He Oh my uh, god, that's horrible. He he stabbed himself with a pitchfork and he didn't clean it. So that's the caliber of intellect. But uh, the teachers put him next to me because I was a calming influence. Um, oh, he, he was three years older than me. And every time I beat him on a test, he'd punch me. So I, I learned to keep it down for the sake of not getting punched. Um, oh, my God. It was university three was torture. three years of torture. <laughs> the, um, so one, I'm very sorry he died. Um, that's a horrible thing. Um, but I can't tell you how many folks like us, um, and I, th this did not happen to me, but met how many folks like us got like put in the basement classroom or put in special education or they, uh, my favorite one is they're like, they gave the, the kid a hall pass and said, just leave, <laughs> leave for the day. Just like, get them. I spent grade three banished to the library. Okay. I was there in you go. heaven. Right. So I already know the answer. So again, you know the answer, you focus on the answer, and then you you see the same pattern over and over. And then again, I think the key, again, for someone like us, this is this is a conversation for people like us. The key is when you, you see the patterns, hear the answer, then you create your own patterns. Um, you create your own patterns out of that. So my, my two favorite patterns that I've seen, that I've seen, and you just keep doubling down is right mindset, this is number one by far. Right mindset, right mindset attracts right network, creates right opportunities. So right mindset, visionary abundance investment attracts visionary abundance investment, creates right network, right opportunities. So nothing outbound, you just connect right people and then they they connect you because they have right mindset. Two, I keep making bigger investments in smaller rooms, but the people in those rooms are making bigger impact. That allows me to spend biggest investment in smallest room, which is my family, where I can make the most impact. So bigger investment, small room, bigger impact, biggest investment, family, smallest room, biggest impact. And then creating another pattern out of that pattern, just created own bigger investment, smaller room. That's all graphic network is. It's just, you're just building your own network with the pattern. It's really interesting to see how it just kind of it just kind of um, exponentially expands the pattern. It's very interesting. I love it. And um, by the way, I, I see other patterns, the, you know, the path to doom and demise. And, um, you know, I, I, yeah, I can't help but speak my mind and, and I get told right. often that I shouldn't speak my mind. That's called Asperger's. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I got beat up for that as a kid, as an adult, I feel it's my privilege, but you know, I've watched people doing what everybody else does on, on the social platforms. Uh -oh. You know, I won't, I won't name names, but you know, I can't help but notice that the billionaires own them and the people who are on them are the commodity that's being traded. So. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. They're just human. They're, they're um... okay. Wonderful. What you just said. So one of the chapters in Epic Life is um, winning the wrong game. Again, this is where the um, the right borderline genius IQ does come into play. So winning the wrong game. So again, I know some of the most miserable people on the planet and they have all this stuff, but they don't really have anything. Um, and then I asked one of my friends, Jesse Elder, 
who's a nine quick start. He's a pure genius. I go, why do all these entrepreneurs talk about all this stuff? And then they torch their family or never have a family. And he's like, Oh, they're, they're winning the wrong game. I'm like, Oh, that's a good chapter. I'll write a chapter about that. So there are only, there are only two questions, only two, only two that I ask myself every day that matter. Only two. There's only, cause like my eight year old, well, he's nine now, but uh, like Chase simplifier. So one, did, did I have a good experience that day with my family? Okay. Every day answer to that is yes. Two, two, did network grow on a global level? Answer to that is always yes. So it's doing something like this. Uh, I, I have like five to 10 conversations like this every single, every single Monday through Friday or being in top entrepreneur groups and connecting them, connecting someone uh, for a PR media opportunity like this. Uh, someone, uh, someone from Saudi Arabia just joined Repic Network today. So, like, every day the answer to that is yes. I found everything else kind of it just kind of takes care of itself by those two fundamental questions. So that to me is just winning the right game, and then Epic Life because you see the pattern and then you do something about it. You write a book with the patterns. It's about how to build collaborative global companies while putting your loved ones first which I, I know people like us want that. They just don't know how to do it many times because they're winning the wrong game. I love that. Now, I, I'm going to diverge because, well, we can and why not? Um, <laughs> you asked one of my favorite questions in your speaker intake form. And I will admit that I spent a lot of my life trying to figure out what I should be teaching my kids you asked the question, and this is one of my favorite questions now. Yes. What can you learn from your children? Oh, I already answered. Yeah. Well, I learned more <laughs> from them than there. So there's a, there's two things from that. Two things. One, they're both nine quick starts. They're bigger visionaries than I am. Um, and then Earl Nightingale uh, is my favorite quote. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Um, success is progressive realization of a worthy ideal. And then my worthy ideal is spending time with family and then connecting visionaries to serve humanity. So knowing my children are already bigger visionaries than I am. And the nine-year-old already wants to take over uh, uh, both companies, wants to, and God knows what he'll do with that, which is great. So that's a wonderful thing because I know they're already bigger visionaries than I am and success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal two um i don't i don't know if i told you this before it's on the intake form but my father was um my father was 61 when i was born 61 he was born in 1916 he'd be 107 now and he was a pure visionary um world war ii hero shot down multiple times in combat many times without a parachute and he'd just get back into another plane so that's my like litmus test with whether you're a visionary or not are you someone who can do that or someone who makes an excuse and um i'm a pretty big visionary our sons are more like my father um than i am um so i it's i'm almost learning about how my dad was because he died when i was 13 i'm like learning about him through them um which is super interesting to see that. I love that. And, uh, you know, I, I find it fascinating because I think, um, you know, a lot of adults, we've learned to filter filter and fit in and, and deal with the noise. But no. what I, okay, Justin aside, um, I, I love watching my kids because they're completely unfiltered. Yes, 
Correct. And, you know, it it's um, every now and then, you know, we we have conversations. My wife will you know, <laughs> uh -oh. try to censor them. And I'll say, you know, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but let him speak his yeah. mind, um, you know, because out the of ten -year -old, that, the 10 year old, the 10 year old is so he's very much, um, I, you know, it's funny. They're both like me, but different. Um, yep. My 14 year old is much more empathetic and, and, mm. you know, he'll, good, he'll ponder. He'll you can ponder learn from it. that. You can yeah. learn it. But my 10-year-old, he just says what's on his mind. And, you know, it's... You and I would have a great conversation. <laughs> the uh, the school uh, teacher conventions, um, uh -oh. I've... We, we've had those conversations where, you know, don't say anything. And I'm like, no. Um, I ask questions like, you know, why are we dumbing it down so that, you know, uh -oh. my kid... You know, my kid is suffering so that the rest of the class can keep oh, up. Well, that's yeah, that's not he. Well, I hate using the word should, but he shouldn't even be in that situation, though, because that like with our school, the kids are they're put in like high math and all that stuff. But like and and it's good for social interaction and like friends and stuff, because like it is the human world. Like uh, our kids are good athletes and they're on human baseball human they're on <laughs> baseball teams and soccer and you know running and flag football and all. so i mean it's good to you don't want to live in a cave but no if they're not being educated properly to their brains level academically then no that's not a good yeah that's not a good situation i would agree with standing up for that we did at home learning um during covid just because of health mm -hmm. conditions in the household mm -hmm. and yeah um my 10 year old half an hour a day and he was ahead of his class oh yeah right okay so that makes perfect sense one one it's um de definitely definitely high iq higher intelligence there's one of my buddies in uh in uk in the united kingdom he has um he has younger children and he has them in a forest school, a forest school. So like literally it's in the woods. <laughs> really? Like, Oh, that's a good idea. That'd be perfect for a perfect for a visionary. But like the, um, you were talking about empathy and I think this is an important thing. It's a really important thing. I'm glad you brought that up. And so there are 34 Gallup G A L L U P Clifton strength finders, um, 34 of them. So I am dead last in empathy, second to last includer, third to last in ideation, and fourth to last in, in harmony. Okay, so, so again, last in empathy. For people like us, I have endless empathy, endless understanding. I just don't, most people won't get back into another plane after one was shot down and you weren't wearing yeah. a that They just won't, but I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. Like, you you're, have one long, great day. Why would you make an excuse to not make it a great day? So that's what you learn from your children. Okay. So those, I guess, technically the term would be weaknesses. I've just found collaborative strengths for those. So like your child's like a collaborative empathy for you. My partner for second company, um, uh, he's a nine quick start. He's a nine quick start. He does eight, nine figure deals all day. I don't care about any of that stuff, but he's, he's a genius at that. And then his strength finders are competition one, maximizer two. So he's going to win big at the highest level. He's empathy three. That for people like us, that's almost unheard of. I mean, that's unbelievable. So he's collaborative empathy. And then again, I'm fourth to last in harmony. My wife is harmony one, harmony. I mean, harmony. So she's collaborative, she's collaborative empathy or collaborative harmony. 
So I've just found like the weaknesses, you just find people who are good at that stuff. And then you just collaborate with them on things. Well, and it's funny because I've worked with people that are like me. Um, <laughs> you don't want two of us in a company. I mean, it, it's... No, no. You do want them in a network, but not yeah. in a company. Not in a company. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I'm high on ideation and... Um, yeah, of course. That I already you know, knew that. <laughs> I, I draw it on a napkin and as far as I'm concerned, it's built. And, you know, it's yes. like, okay, somebody take this design and make it a reality, but. Right. Um, so I guessed, I pre-guessed you were a four, three, nine, two Colby. Um, that's pure ADD visionary. Again, ADD is not a disorder. Um, that's high ideation. I'm eight, six, seven, one, which is a pure, that's a pure unicorn score. Um, you'll never, if you meet another one, please introduce me to that person. I, I never have the average score of the person I talk to, which in human world is very rare, but in my world, it's like the average score. It's three, three, nine, three. So that's like without 20 people, 20 humans helping you or doing or hundreds of humans helping you. And then if you're not married to a stabilizing human, who's like my wife, who's an eight, seven, four, two, I'm guessing your wife's like an, she's middle management finance. She's definitely a high fact finder, high follow through lower. She's probably like an eight, eight, three, something eight, eight, three, two. So without that real trouble, I'm just one of those rare visionaries that has high quick start and high follow through and high fact finder. So I can just like all these people merged into one. <laughs> well, and that's um, with my OCD. When I mm. get an idea, I can't leave it till it's done sometimes too. So well, maybe you're higher on the follow through then. Maybe. It depends on the on the the mood in the day. Sometimes it's good enough to just say, "Okay, I have an idea. Here, you run with it." Other oh, days, it's like that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> I so, get the idea, and it's like a tick. It burrows into my brain until I. I okay, so you're you're very high in ideation, which I I I mean, almost everyone I talk to is top five in i in strength finders is top five in ideation and or futuristic. So they're often wherever the hell that world is but they have a mix of activator, maximizer, or achiever. So they're off there, but they'll do something about it now. So you're definitely top five and at least, I would say three of those. I would say you're an activator for sure and definitely an achiever. I don't know about maximizer yet, but uh, my top five are activator, maximizer, achiever, competition, even though there is no more competition, it's all collaboration, um, and then responsibility. So I hear blah, 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 and then simplify, and then go, 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 never stop, never stop, never. And then six, the self-assurance, you're definitely high in that. So there's no, um, there's no imposter syndrome. There's no, but you, you definitely do not have an imposter syndrome. You might be top three in that in self-assurance. It's uh, the gifts of, of the, you know, I, I don't know which of my many, many gifts it, it falls under, but I, I associate it with the OCD and the Asperger's, it's mm -hmm. like, if I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it. But if I do do it, why wouldn't yeah. I be the best in the world at it? It, it makes, it makes, no. Well, one of the chapters in, um, in Epic Life is be a small giant. And you kind of said the same thing um, before you hit the record button. Uh, people like us, again, with the IQ bridges um, that I've seen, were like, um, so like, again, I just want to spend time with my family and grow network. Uh, so at those two things, I'm really good at it. But like, if you ask me to hold a pencil or like do something out of my zone of genius, like 
it's a total disaster. It's a horrible. So like arrogant people think they're great at, at everything. Um, arrogant people think they're great at everything. Confident people know they're great at like one or two, maybe three things. And then they just, they they know they're not good at really anything else. So that's, that's the other thing. And I was having a conversation with, um, he, I would describe him as a consultant, um, who was definitely winning the wrong game. Um, so even though he was a nine quick start, he had a winning the wrong game consultant, consultant mindset. So he had visionary Colby, but he was not visionary. And he was complaining about all this stuff because he was winning the wrong game. And then I was like, he's like, well, what do you do? I go, I go, uh, well, I spend time with my family and I grow my network. He's like, well, how do you make revenue? And I'm like, well, that's, you never ask someone like me that question. That's a bad idea. But, and, uh, and he goes, wait, wait, how do you measure, how do you measure spending time with your family and growing your network? I go, what are you, what are you talking about? How do you, he goes, how do you, how do you measure that? I go, my family's happy and my network grows every day. He goes, how do you measure that? I go, I I don't, it was like a confusing, um, because, because, because business owners and consultants, they measure revenue or office space or employee account. They're trying to change their world. And then a visionary, they measure time with loved ones, true connectivity, purpose. They're changing the world, not their, the. So it was like a, it was just a really interesting conversation of like, to I guess humans like not understanding each other in any capacity because it was just a totally different way of thinking about life. Yeah, and, and I think that's you know people look at me. I've been called many things, and you know <laughs> I I, lo- I love the names. Um, you know, and given that I have Aspergers, I've been called an asshole. Um, you know, I kind of <laughs> <laughs> my wife calls me that all the time, but I I probably deserve it. So <laughs> and. and- you know, I've been called aloof. I've been called arrogant, and it's like. But you're I'm, not arrogant. You're confident. Yeah, and I just find it. You know, people call me cocky all the time, and I'm like, oh, no, no. <laughs> you know, I I love the labels that people try to put on me, and it's like, you know, let, let's look at why you think that, and and you know, that's fine. But you know, wait, I think wait, the, but you actually even ask the question. I don't even. I'm just like, I, I don't even have the conversation. <laughs> I, so you I at think, least try i i do try i have uh i do actually have um i test off the charts for empathy oh when... my god so you're like my partner <laughs> and then you've learned it from your 14 year old but i Uh-oh. have to rem- turn it on that's right. the difference because empathy you know to be blunt i learned it at about the age of 10 because when I couldn't read the people around me, I'd get punched in the face. Yeah. Once I learned the empathy, I learned to take three steps away before speaking my mind and getting a head start mm. so I could run. You literally um, got beaten into submission to learn empathy. That's that's not hilarious, but it kind of is. It's um, a life skill. It's a, you know? I mean, it is. I have found, again, I'm very grateful for people with high empathy. I found more often than not empathy really, I don't want to say damages, but it holds people back because they can't like, they, they use it. What I've seen is they use it as an excuse as opposed to like solving the problem. Um, There are exceptions to that. My partner's definitely exception to that. Um, but I have found the ones with really high empathy really struggle most of the time because it's like a weight. It's a oh, weight. I, I 
test when it's on, it's like everybody wants to put their baggage on your front door, and it's like, no, no, yeah. no, I'm, I'm good. I got my own thing. Right. Um, I, right. It it is funny because people who experience me at my most empathetic, when they meet me in my get it done mode, they're like, oh, what the hell's wrong with him? Nothing. And it's like you're stopping. You know, it's. I, I use the analogy of, you know, when somebody's moving a heavy couch, there's always that one person who walks up and asks them what time it is. And it's like, could you get out of the way? Let the people who are working get their work Move. done. <laughs> That's uh, I always say you don't have to help me, but you can sure as hell get out of my way. So, okay. Well, here's the, do here's the dovetail to the empathy thing again for visionaries for vi I have endless empathy. So, and I'm I'm sure you've heard this before. I, if you haven't, tell me. But if I'm guessing you hear this a lot, is visionaries tell me all the time. They're like, "Wow, you understand me better than I understand myself. No one's ever understood me like this." And I'm like, "Well, that's literally because I want to understand visionaries. I want to understand those patterns because my whole purpose of life, besides hanging out with my family, is connecting visionaries to serve humanity. Because I know." Um, I, I don't think I know visionaries are the only ones that are going to do anything about it. They're the only ones that are going to actually make an investment. They're the only ones that are going to take action. They're the only ones that won't make an excuse. And if there's a problem, they'll just bypass it. They'll just go around it. They'll create the solution to that problem. So that's well, that why I want to endlessly understand them because they're the only ones who understand me and they're the only ones that can actually help because they're the only ones that are going to do something. Well, and they're actually building their next plane while they're being shot down in their current plane. Correct. It's the same answer every time. So if someone's like, here, okay. I think we talked about this before we hit record, but again, there are only three attributes in a mindset that, that I will talk to or collaborate with or connect them. So one is the visionary, not human, not, not consultant, not business owner, visionary, see things before building the plane while the other ones, whatever that, okay. Two, they live in abundance, no scarcity. For those who can see, I have a, a hat that says abundance on it. Um, no limits. And then three, this is where I want to, I call them the fake visionaries. They're, they think they're visionaries, but they're not really. But um, a true visionary will only look at things as investments, not costs. So if you think you're a visionary, you think you live in abundance, but you, what do you cost or charge? Or I can't afford that. You're not a visionary. You're not. Because you're making an excuse. And if you make an excuse, you don't have abundance and then you don't have the you don't have the ability to execute the vision because you're making an excuse. So we've had and again six years, six years, zero business background. We've had multiple billionaires as partners, multiple nine-figure exit type people. And then I think I think it's up to eleven now in six years that have been completely dirt broke. What you know. They just found a way to make the investment. No excuse. Because I don't understand excuse. I just don't understand that. It makes no sense to me. Well, and, and people find the money for the things that matter to them. And 100%. sometimes, you know, one of my favorite quotes is that broke people have big TVs and wealthy people have big libraries. And, you know, it's interesting. That. Where did you hear that? I wish I could remember. Um, I feel like it's a it's a Dan Sullivan ish or adjacent quote. But um, have you been in coach? I am not at the moment, but you that were. is. I I am a huge Dan Sullivan fan. Um, don't tell Dan this, but I fell in love with Doctor Benjamin Hardy reading yeah. Who Who Not How. Yeah. 
Yeah, Ben and, interviewed. No, he interviewed me for Gap in the Game, so I'm in Gap in the Game. Um, that to me is number. That's number one, because that's yeah. a true entrepreneur life. Yeah, big. I read. I love Dan. I love Dan. I think he's amazing. But when I read Who Not How, I totally related to Doctor Hardy. And I was because he he inspired me. That's why I write books for people now. Is Ben's is, an eight quick start. Eight quick start. It's um yeah I I've had a lot of friends in in um in strategic coach and yeah you'd like it you know a couple of my partners are in it and I think you oh, know they are. I, I look at it as a as a place where steel sharpens steel hundred percent now I could talk to you all day Justin which I don't know what that says about the two of us other than clearly we're we're on the same wavelength I found an art oh Jim Rohn said that Jim, Jim Rohn. Rohn. That would make sense. <laughs> that would make sense. That's uh, I once made the statement that leaders are, are readers. And you can imagine the flack I got from people who don't read. And uh... Who doesn't read? I don't even know. Yeah, so Man's Search for Meaning is number one. Viktor Frankl, that's number one. Yeah. Outwitting the Devil, Napoleon Hill, um, that's number two. And then um, there's some excerpts an epic life but my dad i know we have to go but uh my dad um kept a diary of his experiences fighting in the battle of the hurricane forest toward the end of world war ii there's wow. some excerpts from that in um an epic life if uh and then he became an attorney in nuremberg nazi war crime trials um wow. i found the diary at, yeah well that's thank you yeah that that's i that's don't understand people that aren't like that it's confusing but like um, um, so they're, uh, every day gets worse and worse for those who have read man's search for meaning. It's not as bad as that, obviously, but it's pretty close. It's like, it's what he did to survive. That is yeah. ultimate, ultimate litmus test. Um, so, okay. I just wanted to let you know that <laughs> you and I were cut from the same cloth. Oh yeah. Um, so let's wow. just say somebody watches this video. I'm going to guess there's two reactions. Um, the Only humans, two. <laughs> the humans are going to go run for the hills. Those two are nuts. Or the visionaries are mm -hmm. going to say, I found my people. So when somebody finds their people. Repicnetwork.org. Repicnetwork.org. B-R-E-P-B-R-E-P-I-C network.org. So what does the B-R stand for? Is that Breen. just for Breen. B R E E N. Yeah. I love it. It felt kind of uh element uh element of tables, periodic element of tables ish. Oh. Um, is that boron? Is B R boron? I actually don't know. I feel like it's bromine, but I could be wrong. Um mm. I look that sorry, up. I think in really strange places, not I don't always go to the normal um <laughs> simple solutions, but um so B R epic dot org is that correct no that is correct i'm looking up brl uh bromine good job good bromine. job good job on that one awesome your iq just went up to 139 so now we're iq twins <laughs> Swim together the water temperature is right oh well, man that's hilarious I, I had a blast hanging out with you i want to do this more often um you are oh, one good. of my so um, I'm going to go through my network and find my my favorite odd ducks. And uh, I feel, you know, I all my life I've kind of felt like the the ugly duckling. And, and yeah, now we're I, aliens. <laughs> we're yeah. aliens. All Perfect Network is is literally a room full of aliens. It's hilarious. And then there that um, um, 
like they they don't waste any time. So like they're already creating businesses together and massive collaborations because they <laughs> it's like, oh, where have you been all my life? Well, where have you been? Well, we've been surrounded by humans. Not anymore. Just create your own room for aliens. So it's really great. I love that. And that's my approach to life is if you can't find your people, build a tribe of build, them. And... Build it. Just build. Right. Of course. Okay. Why look for them when they can find you? So um, right. it was a real pleasure hanging out with you. And I love the hat. Uh, I feel I need to go find one now. The Bun is 360. That's another great group. Yeah. Peter Diamant, Dr. Peter Diamandis wrote the forward for Epic Life. I mean, he's one of the top entrepreneurs in, in the world. I'm very grateful he did that. So. Well, according to Amazon, Epic Life shows up at my doorstep tomorrow. So, Of course. Uh, that's because you're a nine quick start. Yay. <laughs> but thank you so much. I had a blast. And to my viewers, I hope you enjoyed it. If it, you didn't, guess what? There's going to be more of this um, alchemy coming up. So thank you. Just <laughs> have a great, great day. See you, buddy. Bye for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and we invite you to either click the link below or scan the QR code to register and listen to other episodes of our podcast. Or if you think your business or you would be a great guest to be on our show, we're always looking for experts in one of the nine elements of holistic wellness. We'd love to have you. You can either click the link below or you can scan the QR code and complete our speaker intake form. Thank you and to your wellness.